Worldwide KFUO at KFUO.org. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and wherever you get your podcast, you can search out KFUO Radio. That includes the segments you hear during the Midday Moments program, like the segment we're starting right now with our friend, Pastor Matt Clark. It's the Moment in Scripture segment here on KFUO Radio. Hi, Matt. How are you doing today? Hi, Gary. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. We were off a week. I was on vacation. So uh, where we left off was 2 Corinthians. Uh, we, were, we were to read 2 Corinthians 5 through 13 and then into Galatians up to chapter 2. And you also gave us another assignment, if you recall. You asked us to uh, keep an eye on what kind of mood Paul is in as he's writing this. So uh, what would you like to say about that? We'll look at uh, 2 Corinthians here and, and then Galatians, like you said, Gary. And yeah, especially when we get to Galatians, um, encourage our listeners to be thinking about what kind of mood Paul's in. What, what does he think about these people in Galatia that he's writing to? But before we get to that, uh, 2 Corinthians, the, the closing chapters, I think really has some great insight for us, especially chapter 12. Uh, chapter 12 is that chapter that some of our listeners may be familiar with it, where uh, Paul talks about this thorn in his flesh, this thorn in his flesh that he has. And we're not quite sure what that thorn in his flesh was. It was probably some kind of physical ailment. Um, people have speculated over the years what it was. Uh, maybe it was some sort of chronic pain. Uh, others have speculated maybe it was poor eyesight, some sort of eye disease, um, you know, Paul, in other places, says that he's writing with his own hand using large letters, so maybe it was something with his eyes. We just don't know for sure. But uh, regardless, there's a thorn in his flesh, and it's it's bad enough that he has pleaded with God to take it away. So here's how what Paul says in chapter 12, beginning with uh, verse 7. He says, to keep me from becoming too conceited of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, and something I just talked about, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, and I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So a few things here. Paul, again, uh, pleads with the Lord that he takes this thorn away from him. He says three times uh, he does this. And the Lord does not take it away from him. Uh, It's not that God doesn't hear his prayer. No, he heard the prayer. But the answer to the prayer isn't what Paul expected, what he anticipated, what Paul might have thought was best. But instead, the Lord's answer is, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So I think a couple things to be learned from that. Uh, when it comes to suffering, especially, I think sometimes we think suffering is is maybe just a, a punishment from God. God's punishing us. Um, and, and perhaps, yeah, well, God does discipline those he loves. You know, the Bible talks about that. But, you know, especially here with Paul, that's that's not the case. He's not punishing Paul for anything. Um, so that's it's not necessarily always the case that if they're suffering, well, you must have done something wrong. God is out to get you. Um, it's not the case with Paul. That's certainly not the case with Job, too, in the Old Testament when we look at his sufferings. So I, I think we learn that from from these verses there. But I think another thing we learn is um, sometimes some people claim that if you believe hard enough, if you have a big enough faith, a strong enough faith, well, then you'll be healed. 
Uh, God surely will answer your prayer in the affirmative and you'll be healed, you'll be restored of whatever ailment that is. And so if you're suffering, if you have cancer, whatever your, your, your problems are, the reason that you have those problems is, well, you're not praying hard enough. Your faith isn't strong enough. Uh, you got to believe a little more, do a little more. And I think that right in these verses, I mean, that really kind of debunks that way of thinking. I mean, here's here's the Apostle Paul. He's written half the New Testament. You know, if anyone has strength of faith uh, from our, you know, uh, from our perception of someone, at least it's Paul. Right. And yet, uh, no, the Lord does not give him that healing in the way that Paul anticipated. So it's not because of a lack of faith. No, that's not it at all. But in this case, no, this this is just simply the Lord's will. And it's also not that the Lord abandons Paul in his suffering. No, the Lord's with him. He's aware of it. He cares. He loves him. Uh, but yet, in this case, uh, God's grace is what's sufficient. His power is made perfect in weakness. Is that Satan kind of making us think that way, that we're not good enough? Most definitely. strong enough, or our faith isn't enough to heal us? Exactly. It, it, that, that is Satan at work for sure. Uh, because all of a sudden now, who is our trust in? Well, now our trust is in ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, you know, my strength of faith, you know, my my amount of prayers that I offer up, uh, whatever the case is, and it takes the focus away f- from God. You know, we need to let God be God. No, he's the one in control. He's the one that gives healing and strength. He's the one that even in the midst of adversity gives the grace, the strength to, to bear up under that adversity and under that sickness. Uh, not easy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet we have those promises here that, you know, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, you know, sickness and adversity is a way of doing that, that it just shows us that, boy, on our own, we can't do this. <laughs> you know, we need someone bigger than us. And that one, of course, who's bigger than us and also um, has the strength to, to sustain us and, and certainly loves us is, is our Lord and God, right? Uh, the one true God. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot to be learned here from these words uh, from Paul. I think, too, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So when when there's adversities like that, it's a reminder for us that God's grace is sufficient for, for me, right? But I think also, boy, that could be a powerful witness to others, too, that as a Christian, as we suffer adversities, sicknesses, heartaches, if we face those with a trust in the Lord, if we face those with, with the attitude of, of, that Paul has for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. If we face them knowing that God's grace is sufficient for us, that is a powerful witness. We can witness to others when things are going well and, and life is great. But if we're still sharing Christ with others and, and demonstrating a trust in the Lord, even when you know, we're in the hospital bed or when we're in the funeral home, uh, boy, uh, that's that's a powerful witness to others. The Lord can work through that. And I'm sure the Lord worked through uh, the Apostle Paul uh, in his sufferings. So going into Galatians, if, if you had a chance to read that, or our listeners, yeah, I'm curious to think, you know, what, what's Paul's attitude so far? And <laughs> uh, Paul's, you know, his, his emotions, you know, I would say he's, he's angry. <laughs> he's a little ticked off. I, I was thinking he was really frustrated about the treatment he perceived he was getting. Yes. Thanks, Gary. So especially the treatment that the, his proclamation of the gospel had received. You know, he's upset because they are really abandoning that message of Christ alone and seeking after other things. So so here's here's what he says, chapter 1, beginning with verse 6. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. 
Not that there is another one, but there are some who uh, trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, but even if we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed. So, you know, he's just kind of flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. He is he's exasperated with them that they are abandoning the gospel for something else. Uh, and he's he's upset, yeah. you know, and, and it's out of love. He cares for them. He doesn't want them to turn away from Christ. And so as we read on, and we'll hear this in later chapters, what specifically has happened is uh, these Judaizers, these people who are, are um, Jewish and, and maybe even Christians, uh, they are saying, well, faith in Christ isn't quite enough. You got to do something else. And what they're saying you have to do is you got to be circumcised. So to really be in, to really be forgiven, you know, men have to be circumcised. And, you know, that may not sound like that big of a deal to us now today in the 21st century, but, you know, what it was saying was basically to be a part of the people of God, to be a part of the church, you have to do something outward, right? You have to do this, this circumcision. And, and what's wrong with that? Well, it says that Jesus isn't enough. <laughs> Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection, and, and faith in him, that's not quite enough for salvation. No, you also got to do something yourself. You need to be circumcised. Right. And so to, to put these people back under the law and, and something that they need to do, Paul has no patience with that whatsoever. And so he gets a little even, <laughs> he gets a little terser uh, as you go on in the book of Galatians. Maybe we'll point out some of those verses next week, Gary. Uh, but he he is he's upset and he's upset because he doesn't want anyone to be led away from from the gospel of Christ. Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Sure, Gary. Thanks. Uh, Lord God, we uh, thank you that at all times, but especially in times of trouble, your grace is sufficient for us. Uh, your power, Lord, is made perfect in our weakness. Uh, Lord, remind us of that. Uh, give us uh, strength in the midst of adversity. Uh, but also, Lord, uh, let others um, see Christ in us. Uh, let them see uh, a trust in you, Lord, and, and make us your instruments in, in bringing that about, uh, all by your grace, all by the power of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we also pray that we would never turn to another gospel, but we would always stay focused on, on Christ our Savior, uh, that his work on the cross is certainly sufficient uh, for our salvation. We pray this in his name. Amen. So next week we start at Galatians 3 and we read to what? Uh, we read uh, to, let me check my schedule here, through the rest of Galatians and through even Ephesians chapter 3. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and everything you do for the station here. Yeah, thank you, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere.